My name is Church Blissett. You're listening to and or watching Service Business Mastery weekly update podcast and video. So I decided to do a video weekly to update everyone on how the business is going with Brandon and I. Our business is rocking and rolling. We're doing really good. We're growing by leaps and bounds. I knew that I wouldn't think of everything right off the bat. So what I decided to do was create a list. (laughs) And this update is for the week of January the 28th. And this is update number one. As we all know, the month of January does not start on the 28th. So what I'm going to do is update you for the entire month, which is why this week's list will be a lot longer than our typical week's list. Starting at the beginning of the month, we started the company. It was brand new, fresh. We had a couple of customers that were existing and Brandon had a van that was part of the purchase whenever I acquired 60% of the company. Brandon still owns 40%. So we started out basically with Brandon doing service work, networking and doing basic account managing. Brandon will be the long-term account manager and will be the sales manager. But while he was doing service technician work, I was still managing some accounts and still networking a lot. I am the president of the small business chamber here in Savannah. So I still have the networking responsibilities and I will for the next couple of years. So let's see, number one on the list, we met with a business coach. We have a great program set up here by UGA, uh, University of Georgia, where they will do business profit coaching and it's at no charge to the company. So we're taking full advantage of that. And basically what I've laid out already, the outline of the company is a lot of the things that you've already heard on the podcast. So you wouldn't be surprised by anything that I've told the profit coach, but she was surprised that I had as many ducks in a row as I did. But she did get me set up for uh, E-Verify. I don't think we're supposed to have it or we're not required to have it for hiring employees until we have a couple more employees. But I guess it's easier for us to go ahead and get started doing that or doing that when we first got started rather than waiting and prolonging it. I guess it helps speed up the process when you are hiring somebody. So we got all that stuff figured out, that paperwork's all figured out and submitted. Still waiting to hear back from the Secretary of State. We've changed up some on our W-9 to make sure all of that stuff's in compliance. I think we have until March 15th to make sure that it's all done so it's retroactive for the year. But I will confirm that with uh, Craig Cody. I am speaking with him tomorrow. So we'll have an interview with him for the podcast before long. If you've never heard of Craig Cody, he has a book, great book. That's the 10 most expensive tax mistakes that cost business owners thousands. And there's a lot of great stuff in here. I mean, some of it seems pretty like, duh, no brainer. But when you actually read what it is about or what he means, it makes a lot more sense. Like number one is failing to plan. When you go in here and actually read what he's talking about, it's like, oh yeah, I didn't even know that you could write that off on your taxes. So good stuff. Read that book. Take a look at what timer's going off. Let's see here. So... Number one, met with a business coach from UGA. Oh yeah, I uh, broke my leg. Got me one of them fancy boots. 
I was supposed to go to the AHR Expo in Chicago, had everything booked, uh, airfare, my Airbnb, my first time on the Airbnb adventure, and I had to cancel all of that because I broke my leg. And I thought I was going to have to have surgery on the Tuesday of the AHR Expo, but come to find out they are not going to do surgery, perform surgery on my foot or my ankle. So I know a lot of people are going to ask, so I'll go ahead and tell you the story on how it happened. I was rock climbing not too far from here and I wasn't wearing a harness and I grabbed a hold of the ledge and I thought I had a secure grip on it and it just, the whole rock just gave loose and I fell. It was only about 25 foot, so it wasn't a terrible fall, but it just popped that bone, my fibula, just snapped it right there where the actual part of your ankle that actually comes out and it sticks out and it just broke it right down the middle. It didn't break it all the way off, but it broke it good ways down. That's why I thought they were going to have to put a pin right through the center of it. But anyways, it is what it is. So I'm totally kidding. I fell on a flat surface actually here in the living room. So <laughs> I know everybody is feeling sorry for me for falling off of a mountain, but I didn't. I fell on a flat surface. But about two weeks prior to that, three weeks prior to that, I was playing soccer and stepped in a pothole when I was running full speed. So that's ultimately what initiated the break the simple falling didn't cause the break and if it had i need to start drinking more milk i guess because i got some feeble bones anyways then we moved the office twice because we have a rental house and the tenants vacated the property and it was really bad at all i moved a lot of stuff over there and i was staying over there temporarily every couple nights or so and working on renovating that and I moved my office over there and got some internet, some super high speed, great internet service. And come to find out it would cut off every 20 or 30 minutes. So I canceled that service and moved my office back here and started things up again. Had to reorganize the office and all that. So that was a royal pain, but it's whatever. It's good to go now. We got the paperwork signed for Service Titan. So yeah, that's what's up. Got my Service Titan swag on. I actually seen some guys from Service Titan yesterday at an expo event here in Savannah at the Trade Center next to the West End um, downtown across the river, if you're familiar with Savannah, the huge building across from the Savannah River. I didn't even know that Service Titan or the new flat rate team, I didn't know either one of them were going to be in town until I seen one of the two of them post something on LinkedIn and I said, you know what, let me shoot over there. It was the dealers meeting for Mingledorf's, which is our local carrier rep. And so I am a Bryant dealer. So I went over there and checked everything out and scoped it all out and talked to all those guys and got me some swag. Got a new t-shirt from Service Titan. So I'm not in my normal white button up shirt today. Everybody I've seen has looked at me like I was cross-eyed. Everybody I've seen today and when I was in town earlier. Um, let's see. Oh, new flat rate. We started the process with that also. So flat rate software and the CRM software. Check, check. Got that taken care of. We were hiring employees. We were looking for employees. And I got two guys hired for that. We are still looking for two more because right now is typically our slow season. I would say it's dropped down a little bit now, but last week it was about every six calls we were getting, we could only 
catch one of them. So that's a very bad problem to have, especially in January, because February and March are typically pretty slow months, but April is usually wide open for us. And then April, May, June, July, and August are typically super high speed months. So we need two more technicians and we need one of those two technicians needs to be an installer that can also catch service calls because we have eight system replacements right now that need to be replaced. That's kind of a big deal. We need to get that taken care of ASAP. We got three vehicles. So that's kind of a new thing for me. In the past company, I was pretty big on paying cash for a vehicle and just buying it all up front. But the we are trying to bootstrap as much as possible. So I'm trying not to put any more money into the company. I want to do it like somebody who has good credit, but not a lot of money to put down would start their company. And so basically I feel like that's how they would do. So what we've done so far is finance the three vehicles. We did put some money down on one, the sales vehicle that Brandon will be driving. So because he won't be catching service calls, once the service techs are all hired, there's no reason for him to have a van. So we got a Jeep and it's in the company colors. So Jeep Wrangler that just happens to be the exact same color as the company logo. So we got a Jeep for him and then two vans. So we have the Transit 250 diesel. And then yesterday we bought a brand new Transit Connect, which is really nice. Brandon's having a little culture shock with it because he's never driven something that small. It's like driving a little go-kart around. So <laughs> he's having struggles with that, seriously. <laughs> like he's struggling so much that I feel like if he could return it, he probably <laughs> would return it. I like them. I've had them before. I've never had one that was new, this body style, like the newer body style. The ones that I've had in the past were the 12 and 13, I believe, year model. And those were slow as molasses. But I drove, I actually went and picked the van up today and I drove it. And it has cruise control, which the other ones that I had in the past did not have cruise control. So that's really cool that it has cruise control, but it does not have a backup camera. And we both thought that it was standard that all the transits came with backup cameras, but apparently it doesn't. We have power windows, no Bluetooth, which I kind of thought that was standard too, but I guess I need to be doing more due diligence on these vehicles. So we have a transit now that has no backup camera, but it is a connect. It's not like it's the big 250. There's no way that any of our guys or any of us could really parallel park that transit 250. It's a long wheelbase, not in Savannah without a backup camera. Those, they should be good with that. Let's see here. Oh, a little bit about the service techs. One guy, I guess he was a childhood friend. We knew each other when we were children. And then in high school, we kind of drifted apart a little bit. Then we got to know each other better again a few years ago. He's seen the ad that we placed on Facebook and reached out to me. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. Let's do an interview. Of course, I require a video resume. And so he sent that over, did a jam up job with the video resume. It was awesome. Uh, put forth more effort than I expected anybody to put into it and did a great job. And then he came and did a ride along interview, which is another thing that we require as a, you have to do a ride along interview. And he did that and impressed Brandon because Brandon was the one that was actually doing the interview on the ride along. He impressed Brandon. So we hired him and hopefully he'll work out good. He is a green tech, 
but he is a super fast learner. He's picked up a ton of stuff already. He just started two weeks ago and he's really picked up a lot of knowledge already and he's eager to learn. He's asking where to find more information. Of course, we sent him over to Brian Orr's podcast for the service techs, HVACR school podcast and also the tech tips. So that's been great. He's been diving deep into that stuff and really adamant about learning. He's really eager to learn. And then we have another tech that we are moving down from Atlanta. He's a really good guy. He came down for a two-day ride along and rode along and was full of knowledge. He's going to be more of your senior tech. So he's going to be the over $30 an hour guy. So we have right now we have a green guy and a guy that's our senior tech. And what we want now is we want a good solid like $20 an hour tech that's either been an installer for several years and understands the service side of things and wants to get out of the install van and more into service, like doing that transition or somebody who's just like been a service tech for just a little while, but they're real knowledgeable and they can figure things out. That's the biggest thing, being able to troubleshoot something without having to call us every single time you run into a little pickle. So that's what we're looking for there. And then a appliance technician. So we do a lot of commercial kitchens so we need somebody that can work on ovens and reaching coolers. Obviously, that's refrigeration type stuff. And our senior tech can do that stuff too. But we're looking for somebody who maybe isn't the best AC tech and maybe wants to learn air conditioning, but is really good at the appliances, the commercial kitchen side of things. So that's what we have. That's what we're looking forward to. If you are following our Facebook page, the business Facebook page, not the service business mastery page. But if you're following the Icebound Facebook page, you'll definitely see some ads for that in the near future. So then we'll be picking up two more vehicles in the near future. We started working with T-Sheets just to track the service tech's time, but we won't be using T-Sheets once we actually start with Service Titan. So it's a temporary thing, which is, from what I remember, T-Sheets used to be a lot easier. It's getting kind of complicated because we're building in a lot of features and I wish it was just more of a clock in, clock out type thing. Just use it for what it is and not trying to overfancy it. But for what it is, we're getting it for like $5 a service tech. Can't really beat it. It's really doing exactly what we want it to do. So that's great. But it'll be a short-lived relationship because as soon as we get with Service Titan, we'll use their timesheet program. So QuickBooks Online, we started doing that. We we're muscling our way through it. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm not an accountant, so I'm not an expert with QuickBooks or anything like that. Although I did have, I used QuickBooks Enterprise in the past, and that program offered a ton more features. Obviously, it was a lot more expensive than what we have, but job costing, I think, is going to be a challenge. So I believe Service Titan does job costing, but that's one of the things I have to verify with Service Titan just so I can make sure that when I'm putting in information into the expenses when i'm putting expenses into quickbooks i can attach them to a job that's my biggest thing i want to make sure that we don't have a bunch of expenses that are not attached to jobs from these supply houses so like miscellaneous materials for vans i hate that whenever passive i see a service tech put a po of miscellaneous materials or truck stock and it's like okay well you sold or you picked up four or five capacitors for truck stock, but those four or five capacitors, they went to a job at one point or the other. So I want to know what each one of those 
capacitors went to. I mean, it would suck to have a PO, like a, a different invoice for each one of those things. But realistically, I want to make sure that I'm tracking where those capacitors are going. And that way they're not getting lost or stolen or used on a side job or something like that. I mean, our guys aren't, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to do that kind of stuff because they know that if they came to me, that I would just tell them to take it and give me whatever the cost is on the part and you do it on your own time, your own vehicle, your own tools type situation. And they all know that. So I wouldn't expect any of the guys to steal anything. So, but I still like to track it because I want to make sure that the jobs are profitable and you can only manage a company as well as you track it. So if you're not tracking it, if you're not watching the metrics of things, then you can guess, you can shoot blindly into the dark, but you don't really have an idea what the company's doing. Yeah, you may have money in the bank at the end of the day, but you could have a lot more money in the bank if you were tracking it and managing it properly. So let me get off that little soapbox there. <laughs> Remote bookkeeper. We finalized everything this morning, so she will actually start doing our bookkeeping, which would be nice because it stresses me out she may know a way to get into QuickBooks on the backside and figure out how to make sure the job costing is done properly. And then she may see service type and then say, okay, well, we don't even need to worry about that anyways. But we do our accounting a little bit different than most people do. We do what's called a pay yourself first type of method of bookkeeping. So we have five different checking accounts and on the 15th and the 25th of each month, we transfer money. So all of the money goes into one account. That's the income account. And then we transfer it from the income account over to whatever other account that's supposed to go into. So we have a tax account. So you have 20% of that income account goes into the tax account. And then you have whatever the percentage of your owner's pay is. So you have an owner's pay account. So say it, call it 50%. And then you have your profit account. And if you're just starting out and you don't know where to set it, we've set it at 1%. And so we're going to go up by 1% each quarter unless we see an abundance of extra income. If we can manage the operating expenses, then we'll bump it up more. But I think we're just going to go up 1% each, each quarter. So you would put 1% of everything that's in the income account into that net profit account. So I said income account, your operating expenses account, and so that's going to be all of your operating expenses. So you want to keep that somewhere wherever the industry standard is, 25, 35, 45%, wherever you figure out that you can do your operating expenses. If you can keep it at, in that ballpark, that's what you need to do. And you put that same percentage every single month or every twice a month into that account. And then that account is the account that you pay all of your bills out of. So if you have your supply house bills or your American Express card bills, they come out of that account. And then halfway through a month, you can tell if you're pricing your jobs out correctly or not. And if you're way out, like if you have way more bills than what you have come in the OPEX account or your operating expenses account, then you know right up front that you've done something wrong or you've forgotten to bill out something. Or I mean, it's like a red flag, ding, 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 or you haven't collected money yet. You're waiting too long for a bill to come in or an invoice to be paid. So. That throws up a really fast, quick red flag. So you got your income account, your operating expenses account, your owner's pay account, your profit account, and then your tax account. And that's your five accounts. And so we actually use a program called Profit First Professionals. Actually, it derives from this book here. A guy named Mike McCallowitz wrote this book, Profit First. And uh, you can see like 
everywhere where I've got dog eared different things. And then he has a company where he has bookkeepers and accountants set up nationwide where they go through his program and get certified to make sure that they understand how the Profit First program works. And then you can hire those consultants or you can hire them on full time and pay them a monthly fee. So that's what we did. So we're going to do that. And when you hire somebody like that, those people are going to make you money. They're going to make sure that you make money. And as an owner, a lot of times we hear you get paid last. The owner gets paid last. And that type of mentality is detrimental. I mean, it kills the morale, the owner. And I can see doing it for a month or two or even six months, like paying yourself last or paying yourself hardly anything at all. But it can really start to eat at you as a person. I mean, that's what I did with the last company. If you listen to my interview with Brian Orr a few years back, whenever we were talking about when I was growing the previous company, I think I went the first year without a paycheck at all from the company because I was just putting all the money back into the company. Well, it definitely will kill the morale of your company because it's whether you like to admit it or not, you express those feelings of stress, the fact that you're not making money. And so paying ourselves this way, I feel like it's going to be very helpful. It'll be motivating for us to continue to grow the company too. Our goal pay, Brandon and my goal pay, is going to require four service technicians. So until we get four service techs, we won't be able to pay ourselves the exact amount that we want to get paid. So we're trying to scale up as fast as possible to get four service techs and then continue to grow from there. As some of you know, maybe not everybody knows this, but our goal for the first year is to generate a million dollars in revenue month one with basically just one service tech. So Brandon is basically the only service tech. And then most of the days I feel like he and I are spending several hours together talking. So we haven't been able to focus the entire month on just service work. Brandon hasn't been able to, but he still was able to generate over $30,000. So today is February 1st and I haven't put in the invoices from yesterday or I haven't tallied them up yet. So I don't know the exact dollar amount, but I do know it's over $30,000 for the month of January which is pretty good. Most of the times I expect the service techs to generate about $20,000 a month. And January is typically a pretty slow month. So to generate 30,000 is pretty good. And we were still having to turn away customers. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping that as we continue to grow and add service technicians on, we'll be able to continue to keep that 20 or $30,000 revenue generation per month per service tech goal. Well, that's about all I have. The podcast this week was released. It was Steve Bostic. And if you didn't listen to that, go check it out. It's the episode I actually interviewed him. And we talked about a program that he has that for customer retention. And Brandon and I are using that. We're implementing that, I think, in two or three weeks. We'll be implementing that. And basically, it helps to retain customers and also keep you top of mind awareness because as the customers, as they use the program, our logo will be on the program. So every time they use it, see our, we have a penguin as our little mascot. So they'll see the penguin on the app. And so our goal is for the app to be known as the penguin app or become top of mind awareness as the penguin app. And then when people see our vans with the penguin wrap on it, 
then they'll just remember us. We'll be more rememberable that way. So that's our goal. We'll see how that works and we'll see what kind of feedback we get on it. And I'll let you know exactly what my customers say and where it goes from there. But Stephen Vosick and his group of guys or his team are really working out any kinks. They're trying to work out any kinks before we start. And they've already taken our input and started trying to mold it around and change the program a little bit just to help that. Because even the feedback that I was giving, Stephen and I talked one week and I think the following week, the concerns that I had from the first week, he had, they had already resolved them the second week. So, I mean, they're really eager to take care of us in the service industry. But anyways, if you haven't checked it out, go to iTunes, download it, and leave us a review. Not just the five-star review, but we, I mean, we of course, like the five-star reviews. But jot us down a sentence or two and tell us what you think about the podcast and where it's going, the direction it's going, and everything. We would love to have that feedback. But anyways... Have a great day, and I will see you all again. I will talk to you if you're listening to this via podcast, if you're watching it via YouTube or Facebook. I will see you again at the latest another week from now. We're going to make this a weekly thing, not a monthly thing. So that way you can stay more up to date on what we're doing each week. And I'm sure that the next one will be a lot shorter simply because it'll only be a week's worth of stuff instead of a full month. But anyways, have a great day. And we will see you again in a week. The best way to listen to this podcast is by using your smartphone or other web-connected device and subscribing using the podcast app on Apple devices or the Stitcher app or Google Store for Android devices. You can find all of the shows on the Blue Collar Roots Network by going to bluecollarroots.com. From all of us at Blue Collar Roots, thank you for listening.